Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them The championship run deep in our vein. The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game. To us, you know, around the city doing it better than this. Just say look at this. You can look around who better than this. Nobody. Who your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Chickens. USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is, man. Triple left a new podcast. Just join the game plan. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring Welcome to out. the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host, Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself. Of course, I got my guys with me, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holler at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And the rookie aficionado, Bro Joe. Holler at him, bro. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we are in week three, and we are going to make sure that you maximize your potential, not only in your your regular fantasy leagues, but in your DFS plays as well. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel at Fantasy Football Fiend. That's F-E-I-N. The show is going to be packed today. We have news and notes. We have a rapid fire 10, and we have how to trade. And then we're also going to jump into your matchups, your best bets, all that kind of good stuff. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And now your fantasy news. You have Bryce Young, who is dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. Andy Dalton ran with the ones today. So normally you're uh, you're kind of installing your your game plan and everything on Wednesday. So the fact that Andy Dalton is running with the ones and uh, Young has that ankle, it may be kind of telling as far as the weekly prognosis. We'll kind of keep our ears to the ground on that. Joe Burrow is uncertain for week three. But based on the numbers that Vegas is giving, it kind of tells me that he's probably more likely than not to go. We'll kind of get into that when we get to the matchups and give you your over-under and your point spread. Um, you guys got anything on either one of these guys? Uh, I think it's something with the Carolina thing. Um, they just activated a quarterback of the practice squad. Mm. Um, so that could be a tell sign of uh, things to come. Uh, we may see Dalton uh, start this week. So if you're in a pinch, you know, if you're in a you know two QB league, super flex league, and uh you have injuries or you have any doubts with matchups, things of that nature, you know, you you may have something there if you need a last ditch effort. Austin Eckler is still sidelined. Um, his quote was he hopes to be back sooner than later, which that isn't very they're not a very confident statement. Uh Barkley is going to be out, so Matt Breeder is going to be in. Hunt was hired for Cleveland. So, uh, but I want you guys to understand that Hunt was there when they chose Ford to be Chubb's backup. So don't go running out there getting Hunt and thinking he's about to be the RB1. He's not. He, he's going to have the same job that he had before, unless you guys see something that I'm not seeing. Are we on the same page as far as the Cleveland backfield is concerned? Yeah, I'm done no, with it. I agree. But at the same time, Ford is really not that good, I don't think. Like, um, I know he had a hundred and some odd rushing yards. Uh, but if you take that 70-something yard run away. You can't. No, I'm just saying, for instance, the other four, I think it's like 15 carries. So 14 carries. For I, the, I think he had a total of like 130-something all-purpose yards, though. 
So if you take that 70 away, and he had a touchdown, he still had a double-digit game in like, the standard league. Like 14 carries for like 30, though. Like, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think Ford, I, I think in within that camp, they saw more in Ford than they saw in Hunt, which is why they were able to let go of Hunt. Or even kind of see how that, financial moves. Say, uh, well, that could be the case too. Uh, but the finances haven't changed, and Hunt held out to get paid what he got paid. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. But I do believe uh, that even after Hunt was hired, the coach came out and said that Ford is their RB one. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt and don't put all your eggs in the Hunt basket if that makes sense. Um, you have. Aaron Jones, who's still not practicing. So AJ Dillon is still going to be the guy there. What he's going to do with the carries, we'll have to see that as it comes. But um Aaron Jones still isn't practicing. Uh, moving on to wide receivers, we have a few wide receivers that are a little nicked up. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is having a shoulder issue. Uh, so he's a game time decision. Christian Watson is still limited with the hamstring. Amari Cooper has a groin and a shoulder. Um, not participating in practice. And the one that kind of snuck up on us, Amon Ross St. Brown has a toe injury. Um, he was held out a little bit of the fourth quarter in the last game, and they attributed it to cramping. But now it's coming out that he has a bit of a toe issue as well. And uh, so he's questionable. At least he's not doubtful. So, so that tells me that it's it, it probably isn't anything major, but that's definitely something that you want to keep an eye on as far as those guys are concerned. What you guys have there? Uh, I think everyone's going to play. Um, the thing with Hayuk, it's an AC sprain, so um, it's going to be pain tolerance and maybe those balls that you have to reach for, Those it's going to be a little bit harder to do that. Um, so my thought went. process with that is um this this is gonna be a Kittle game versus being an IU game or a Debo game. Um like I I I, I, I would be leery to play IU because I don't want him to, you know, be in the middle of the second quarter, you know, get hit or, or reach wrong. You know, it's, it's almost like a groin injury. Everything is fine until it isn't. And then when it isn't, it goes way wrong real fast. So I I, I don't know if I'm gonna trust IU this week, but man, it's a juicy matchup. So, so I definitely understand if uh, if they say he's good to go and he's going to be in the game, if you do choose to go ahead and run with it. But would you run with it, man? No. You, okay. I, I, mean, if, I, I mean, it depends on my options, but I would rather well, not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Joe, Joe what's your confidence level on you right now, Joe? I think he plays, honestly. I think I think it's a get-in, get-out kind of thing. I think it's going to be a quick matchup for them. Three quarters, three and a half quarters, and just – in and out. I mean, we. I, I, look, I got caught. I got caught with Pickens, right? Everybody said, "Oh, Pickens." I, I still started picking. Oh, Pickens had this here with the hamstring or something like that. Dude had 127 yards. I mean, you know, to Vanden point, AC is a little bit about tolerance, but I think honestly, in a matchup like this, short week, if he's already, if they didn't rule him out today, he's gonna go all the way to game time. He's gonna, he gonna go wait to seven o'clock. So. We'll see that's, at that's seven tomorrow. Like right now, that's definitely what it's looking like. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the news. Unless there's anything that sticks out to you guys that I'm missing, let's go ahead and get into trading 101. All right, guys, tis the season. Now, trading is one of 
my favorite parts of the game is it's the closest that most of us are going to ever get to being a GM or anything close to it. So, um, but there are a few things that you want to keep in mind when you trade, if you trade, um, I, I would suggest that you trade because the, the team that you start with, um, you may get somewhere with them, but there are definitely holes that can be filled or games that can be had by making trades. But there's a few things that you want to keep in mind that we definitely want to throw out there. So, you guys have a little bit of an idea of the best way to go about it. So um, one of the things um, that I am currently experiencing in uh, in my money league, one of my money leagues, um, you got to take advantage of your opponent's deficiencies. If they have players that are hurt, it sucks to be them. And you got one or two things you can do. You take advantage of it by being a little bit more staunch with what you're willing to give up that's going to help them in that position, or you allow them to wallow in their sorrow. And that's kind of the position that I'm stuck in with having St. Brown, Ayuk, and Burrow on the same team right now. So, um, But hey, the, the other side to that is it's okay to take an L early versus giving up so much that you have no way that you can win with the talent that the other teams have accumulated because of those trades that people have made. So there's a couple of different schools of thoughts as far as that is concerned, but that's definitely something that you want to focus on. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as that particular point of view is concerned? Uh, Joe, what you got for me? Yeah, I agree. I, I think I'm I'm not in a rush. I don't care. I I got one quarterback right now in the super flex, and I'm in no rush. Which what I what I tend to do is is the same point. It's just like you know you're gonna garner trades by looking at what deficiencies the other teams have, because even though you know for example may not have a quarterback, I went to attack running back heavy. Uh, one of the things I did when I got Jerome Ford, I got Joshua Kelly in the in the in the league, whatever, and I'm gonna keep targeting those deficiencies. I'm, at some point, same way I need a quarterback, you're going to need something for me. And I think uh, that, that's how you really got to play it. Like I said, you don't want to give up too much too early because it's a long stretch. I, mean, it's, I play it by quarters, fantasy by quarters. So these first four games, you know what I mean? That's what that is. These next other four games, and like you said, you just got to be patient and not make the move too soon. But be proactive also, and too, like, you know what I mean? Look nice. at what injuries other people have because I'm one of the people too. Like, I had got Jerome Ford, but I looked at, um, who was who had waivers on him too? And I sent them all trades, just throwing a dart. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Never know. What you got on that, Van? Um, well, with me, I think it's one of those things where it, it matters your record, right? Um, trading from being two and no trading and being zero and two trading is two different mindsets. Uh, for the guys that's two and zero, um, I think this is where you want to attack some of those guys that haven't played yet, um, because you you have that comfort of you know, having a lead, uh, go after the Camaras, right? Go after the Cooper Cups, the guys that you know that's going to be coming back, maybe even a Jonathan Taylor. Some of those guys may be 0-2 in your league, so they'll be more inclined to trade those guys to you. That's not helping they, them at the moment they, anyway. They want, they want instant, you know, instant gratification, right? Right. Well, you thinking about the bigger picture. Uh, so nice. that's what I would be doing right now, um, attacking the guys with the 0-2 record that has these type of players. That hasn't been giving them anything, and they need they need uh, points now. So, zero uh, two is not really a, a record to really panic with. It's not. But you'll be surprised at some of the guys 
and leagues, but they already zero and two, and then they're looking around like, "Yo, I gotta mm-hmm. fix this." You know what I mean? So real I, nervous. I, <laughs> I I think we both have um, started out zero and four, and ended up. Matter of fact, I think one year we both started out zero and four, and both ended up in the championship. Like, like the season is nowhere. Cl- the season is just getting started, y'all. Don't panic, please. Don't panic. No, I always tell um, don't year, just ask for. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I say I always start off zero four because usually, um, I'm kind of gauging how the season's gonna go. So I'm kind of like, um, you know, just watching everything, seeing how the season's playing out, players, different things, tendencies. So I'm kind of like just recording everything, and then from week five on through, I'm I'm going downhill with it. Uh, so usually that's how I you know, attack my season. I watch it for the first couple of weeks. But this year, I did something totally different. I drafted my team, you know, because the league we in is kind of tight with the trading. Yeah. So I drafted my team to be ready day one uh, versus drafting the team to make moves, you know, during the season. So I am 2-0 uh, thus far, and uh, it looks it looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's another thing. Know your audience. Um, you kind of should have – well, depending on the type of league you're in, you may be with people that you've never, you know, played with before. To Joe's point, throw the dart. See what happens. To Vander's point, if you're in a league that you're in every year, you should kind of know your audience and know their tendencies by now and know how to play off of that. If you know last year in your Superflex League – all the quarterbacks are going by round three and you stocked up on, on running backs and wide receivers thinking you were going to be able to get a trade and nobody traded with you. Well, don't do the same thing now. Well, I know it's kind of late now that you've already drafted, but those are the type of things that you want to go into the season thinking about. Um, another thing that you want to look at as far as trading is concerned, don't just look at what you want. You have to look at what your trade partner needs and be able to articulate the logic in why the trade makes sense. Because in many cases, you may send out something that they may not understand that they need as much as you need what you're asking for. So as long as you can defend your argument, at least that's a starting point for a conversation. And then yeah. there may be a little bit of a back and a back and forth or, you know, a counter here or a counter there. But if they don't even understand the logic and why it is you offer what you offer, then they might not even respond to you. If you're one of those players that send out a ton of trades but rarely get responses, it's because they don't see what you think you saw in asking for what you asked for to begin with. And now you're the butt of the jokes <laughs> in the chat. Like, what is this dude doing? Like, what? what did, how did explain to me like I'm two years old how this made any sense to you? So those are the things you want to attempt to avoid because you don't want to become the person that no one wants to deal with or even see a trade from because they know it's going to be all about what you're getting and not about feeling any of their needs. What you got on that, Ben? No, I agree totally. Um, and that's the thing, right? Uh, trade with, um, make it make sense. Um, a lot of people, they just send trades just for the sake of sending it. Um, but again, um, break down uh the guys in your league and like you say see for a need trade for a need they may be something you have what they need they have what you you know vice versa so i only uh you know pick certain people to trade with based on need only i don't just throw out a ton of trades to everybody and just see you know a lot of people just like to fish they just throw some out right. and just see what comes <laughs> right. back. um i'm not that type if i see that you uh you just had nick chubb on your team and now you don't really have much on your on your you know your bench running back wise 
and I'm a guy that I was, you know, hoarding all the running backs, I'm going to come at you with a running back. Maybe I'm weak at receiver because I was hoarding all the running backs. So right. now what you got going, A.J. Brown has not been playing that well. Maybe you want to give him, like, you just try to make little moves like that uh, to balance your team. Because uh, it's one of those, I'm the type of trader where the guy I'm trading with, I want him to feel satisfied also with the trade. So both right. parties leave like, okay, I think I did pretty good with that. You know what I mean? So you don't want to offer somebody something and they, and they just outright feel cheated, you know? So. Or everybody laughs at them and then they don't trade with you or anybody else in the league yeah. for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you got on that one, Joe? Nah, that's true. I, especially if you do redraft. Try, I think, you know, making sure you got that rapport with people and you build it year, year you know, because you're only doing this for one year, but building it so that you can kind of go have these wells to go to so to speak so like you said when it's the need available to somebody you can help fill that need that's just as important i think strategy is i think you know where redraft is more so it's more obvious than with dynasty dynasty honestly you know what i mean it's a long game or redraft right. they can see it a mile away if you send something crazy if you send something that don't make sense so to all your points right. you got to make sure we, we be crafting up these good trades but also too you know what i mean we just got to Play to you know, play it to what you know the bye weeks, how to line up for you. Take take it a little bit further. Like if you're taking this wide receiver, you're taking this running back. How does that affect week nine, week ten? If you got a lot of players on the same bye week and stuff like that, I always take that step further too. And then you know, don't look for names early on in the season because like like we said, this is a long season. But like you said, we do got to kind of play the people weakness on the other hand. So what I mean by that is just. Like I'm right now, I'm I'm good. My team really well, but I'm still looking. But I'm being proactive. But now is in the time to make any moves while I'm up. But on the other hand, like at least said, taking advantage of what people are doing, you just got to be ready. You know, still sending those offers practice. Maybe you can take a wide receiver too, put it with some from other pieces. Like you said, deficiency at running back, injury just occurred in the past two weeks. You know what I mean? Try to build up. Try to stack it to something else. But like you know, don't get too cute with trades early on in the season, especially with redraft. It's a long season, long season. And just to piggyback on what both of you guys just said, I need you guys to look at the math, right? There's some guys out there right now that unless they're just about to have the worst season they've ever had and buy a whole lot, that means that their numbers are to come. So if you're giving them up now, and you're getting the guy who already put up big numbers, unless on the converse side, that they're about to have the best season that they've ever had and about to break all kind of records, which is also unlikely. That means that their down games are to come. So what you just did was you gave up the person who's about to go up and you took the person that already had their uh, their, their come up. And now you're going to continue to lose because you just took an L on both sides because that wide receipt. OK, I'll give you I'll give you an example for namesake. Unless Nico Collins is about to have one of the best wide receiver seasons that a wide receiver has had in a while, nine times out of 10, he's about to have a couple of down games. Unless A.J. Brown and um, Jamar Chase are about to have the worst seasons that they've ever had um, since they've been in the NFL, they probably got some pretty big games coming. So now is not the time to make those type moves unless you're getting on the other side of it and you're saying, hey, my guys outscored your guy by three times the amount of points. So how much more do you want for? I mean, how much? So it all depends on the point of view that you're looking at it from and how well you can articulate your logic and your argument. 
Um, which kind of segues into um, the next point. You want to start low and end in the middle, but don't insult the person with your offer. The, re the reason I'm saying that is because we've been conditioned to counter. That's just what happens in fantasy. You're, nine times out of 10, most trades aren't going to be, a, oh, they send it and I hit accept. It's going to be some type of counter involved. So what you don't want is you send out the very most that you're willing to give up. And now they're about to counter that. And the counter is going to be more than you're willing to give up. And the trade conversation is over. So make it make sense. Throw out something that's logical, but don't be too low to where as you kill the conversation or you never even start a conversation and don't be so high that when they counter you, that kills the conversation. Just be even killed. Be somewhere in the middle. Make it make sense. But give yourself room to wiggle to come up or go down. What you got on that, Joe? Yeah, just to add to that, I, just, I feel like we're trading sometimes, too. You know, when building that, that relationship, know when it's at an impasse. Because sometimes you might not get it done, done that week, but because I had dialogue, I was transparent, you was forward, you know what I mean, somebody. It gave you the opportunity, like, Let's review this in another couple of weeks. Like, for example, Jamar Chase, right? It's a good opportunity to kind of go after Jamar Chase, but it's more likely that Burrow might be out with this calf strain. But because I started that conversation, I started... You watch your mouth, Joe. Left. You watch your uh -huh. mouth. You watch your mouth. Oh, damn. Burrow's going to be just fine. I don't know. Uh, Burrow's going to be just fine. <laughs> Hypothetically, you know, I had a conversation. Well, in my actual league, I had a conversation with this guy. He didn't get back to me yet, but that conversation might change next week. Sometimes you got to know when it's an impact and just be able to kind of ebb and flow, like you said, sending something because you fluster because how it looked like somebody seen you something crazy and then you send something crazy is just a recipe for disaster. So know when it's an impact. Mm -hmm. no, Go ahead. No, what I was going to say to Vander's prior point. If you plant a seed with that person that's 0-2 and, and now they go to 0-3, now maybe that seed that you planted that was a uh, not today is now it's a panic move. Like, hey, you still want to do that move that you talked about last week? So so there, there's a, a lot to that. Um, Vander, what's your point of view as far as is this particular uh, trade advice is concerned? Well, my thing is this. I know there's a term called sell the news. Um, you want to sell the production. Because um, a lot of these guys uh, that have the A.J. Browns, the Chases, they haven't been producing for you. But right. you maybe was lucky enough to go pick up a Puka, you know, right? So sell Puka, right? And go get Puka something cool. Sell, sell the production right now. I mean, Puka is cool. Yeah, yeah, I know he's getting a ton of targets. It's all good. But his stock right now is not going to get any higher than what it is right now. Um, So I would, sell, <laughs> I would sell a guy like him. And then, you know, maybe bring in another position that I end up need. Maybe I'm down at the running back or something like that. So I'll sell him and get the running back. Or maybe I would go stronger at a position. Maybe I'm already strong at wide receiver. And maybe my third wide receiver is okay. And I'll go even stronger now. Like, there's certain, um, you know, certain things you can do. But guys like Puka, um, you know, um, DeAndre Swift, who just went off uh, week yeah. two. You know, I'll, He'll be I'm hurt by week seven. You know, so I'm, I'm selling the production. Now. Yeah, I'm selling the production on these type of guys. Even Kyron Williams, I know he's all alone. Uh, he seemed like he's the man in L.A. But if you look at his schedule, it's kind of on the. Um, he has the Niners coming up. Um, 
I want to say Tennessee's on the schedule. He got like a couple of really good run defenses coming up. So what I'm saying is his production may be low at that point. He may have some 20-point games now, but then if he had two games in a row where he only have seven or six, now no, the person that. is thinking, I don't want him anymore. Mm. So I'm selling production. And so Makes I recommend it. If you uh, have a Puka, now if you if this is all you got, then I guess you got to keep him. But if you have guys that's already up, up stature, you got Puka, you was, you was smart enough to get on the wire and get him. You were smart enough to get Kyron Williams before anybody got him. Um, and now Cam Akers is being moved to Minnesota. Um, so I definitely recommend you um, getting the hell rid of Madison. Those days is over. It might be too late. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Between lack of production it. and, like you said, the news. Right. The news is now not about Madison. It's about Akers. And the fact that also the offensive coordinator that's there was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. So he mm-hmm. got a guy that he was familiar with. Yeah, yeah. he jumps so, right in, right in the seat. I don't, I don't, you, you may be a day late and a dollar short on Madison. You you might have wanted to trade him last week, um, but we'll kind of <laughs> see how that goes. What what other, um, are, are there any other uh, points that you guys want to make as far as trades are concerned before we move on to the matchups? Um, again, I think I done spoke on most of my strategies. Um, well, I draft to trade a lot of times, so therefore I have the capital. Oh, you didn't speak on one strategy. One strategy that you do a lot. Tell the people how and when you want to trade quantity for quality. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, again, this is one of those situations, right? Um, where you, you, it's a combination of selling the production and we spoke on it before we started um consolidating and what I, what that means is you got a guy like um a Pittman who has you know had a pretty good first game him and Richardson seem to be on a pretty good page you may combine you, you start to combine guys so you maybe take Swift you got Pittman you got Polka you consolidate to go get AJ you consolidate to go get Jeff Justin Jefferson Diggs you know, somebody of a higher that you probably wouldn't able to get, you weren't able to draft this guy, um, you know, because, you know, you got, you know, other side of the first round. So maybe it's a guy that you couldn't draft. You couldn't have both of these guys on the same team. But now you're able to consolidate, take three guys that's hot right now, put them all together and get the one big guy. And now you got the boom. So maybe and then was- also tell them why you want to do that earlier in the season. Versus later in the season. You want to do it early in the season because there's so many guys still available on your free agents on your waiver wire. Um, I'm looking around. I mean, you'd be surprised some of the guys that's still available um, that that's probably going to pay dividends later in the season. Um, guys like Tajay Spears. I don't know if everybody's paying attention, but this guy's already getting totes early in the season. They're already dialing back uh, Henry, it seems. And Henry's um, nicked up. I forgot what the injury was, but but so something was, was going a, on with Henry where he was limiting. Uh, toe, uh, foot injury, or something like that. But um, either one, one or two things are going to happen. Either this dude about to get traded, or by the time the season is done and they don't have anything left to go, they're going to let Tajay be the man, and then he he won't be there next year. So I like to kind of look forward. I know people don't like look too far ahead, but me, I'm always looking at the playoff schedule. So, yeah, I'm looking Max. at guys now, yeah. but during the playoff schedule, I want to have some guys that's have more of an easier role to get me to the championship game. So, again, you got guys like Tajay that's still floating on waivers. 
Um, this would be a good time, like I say, sell Swift. You know, sell another guy, consolidate, you get the bigger prize. Now you're down two guys, go in free agent wire and go grab Tajay. Go grab Bigsby. Go grab uh uh sure what forward is going now. But there'll be right. some guys that maybe can pay dividends for you later in the season. So now it's a win-win. You may have got you a starter that's going to help you, you know, win that championship later in the season. Jay, you got anything else to add on the trades? Yeah, I think what Vander was saying uh, just now about the like the playoff schedule, Start. I, it's always great to start having that vision in mind of establishing what the playoff team is going to look like right now. Like, you know, and I think we all, within knowing our, you know, whether we're in a, a home league or however the competition might stack up, we kind of already see, foresee ourselves being in a playoff predicament. Start assimilating, when you're assimilating those pieces around you, look at that day schedule. I look at their schedule myself to see, like, uh, where they looking like 15, 16, 17, or if you start sooner, 14, 15, 16. And if it, it makes sense, like, sometimes people won't even, that, you'll be giving up there and they don't understand why you're giving them up until they, what, they just looking on their phone. They, they open it up for no reason. So I love what Vanna just said, like, definitely put, you know, factor in the playoff schedule. Into your trades, definitely. Yes, and I'll give it's you the, it's the landmine approach. They, they think times, that you're hooking them up, and then the next thing that they know, they, they see that playoff schedule, and it's like, oh, dang. Right. <laughs> so, I'm gonna give you an example. Um, Saquon Barkley, for, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Week 15, he got New Orleans, and then week 16, he got Philadelphia. So, like, guys like that, like, he's if cool. he make it that far, if, yeah, but even if he does. He's Saquon, of course, he can still do his thing, but those type of teams can slow it down a little bit. That's the difference between a 20-point Saquon and maybe an 8-point Saquon at that point. Right. Yeah. And that's the time that you're really going to need those points, man. Completely agree. Completely agree. Hope they helped you guys out. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to Week three's matchups. All right, so we're going to do the matchups a little bit differently this week. We're going to focus on your best bets as far as DFS is concerned and the matchups that have fantasy implications more so than the matchups that you should probably just stay away from and uh, keep it moving if it's at all possible to do so. So if you hear Joe or Vander say keep it moving, that means that's probably a matchup that unless it's a stud and you got to play your stud, you want to find a different avenue of approach. So first matchup, Thursday, we have the Giants who are plus 10 versus San Fran. And there's a 44 and a half point over under on that. Vander, why don't you go ahead and start us out? Is this a uh, is this a matchup that you want to stay away from? Or are there any fantasy implications as far as DFS or anything like that is concerned? Only on one side of football. Um, I don't think you want to play anybody from New York right now. Like, I feel like, you know. If, oh, if, if, y'all, I'm tripping. How, how y'all let me forget Rapid Fire 10? Oh, we, we <laughs> go, you know, we can go to it but after this or whatever. Yeah, let, let's let's go ahead and hop into Rapid Fire 10 first. My fault, folks. I know y'all guys look forward to that segment. I know I do. Let's go ahead and hop into Rapid Fire 10. <laughs> All right, man, we got Rapid Fire 10. Rapid fire 10, and we got 10 quick questions. We need 10 quick answers. People want to know, who do I start 
Let's get right into it. So firstly, <laughs> man, Joshua Dobbs or Andy Dalton? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to roll with Dalton because the matchup for Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, they're going against Dallas, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're going against mm-hmm. Dallas. I, I want no parts. <laughs> Give me Andy Dalton. Okay. So another quarterback question. We got C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy? Oh, definitely Purdy. Give me Purdy. Uh, the only way Purdy doesn't work out for you is that they sit all their starters at the end of the third quarter. But that also means that they had to put up a whole bunch of points to be able to do that. So, yeah. Surprisingly, man, Stroud is looking pretty decent. Man. Look at the numbers-wise. He, he is, but the Giants almost lost to Arizona. So, <laughs> get, get, give me that, dude. All right. This is interesting. We got Zach. Oh, oh, also, I'm sorry. I know it's supposed to be quick, but if if Patty couldn't put up a whole bunch of points against the Jags, I don't trust CJ to do it. Moving on. Gotcha. We got Zach Moss or Raheem Mostert. Mostert is a stud until he gets hurt. So he's healthy right now. I'm a, I'm a roll with Mostert. He got Denver. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Give me Moss. So. Okay. Against the Ravens? They ain't the, they ain't the Ravens are old, man. So. We got Jerome Ford or Joshua Kelly. Give me Joshua Kelly. The Browns are going up against the Titans, and the Titans have the number one run defense. I think Joshua Kelly, uh, this past week, when he went up against the Titans, he had like 30-something rushing yards. Yeah, I'm not starting any. Well, belay my last. I'm not starting most running backs against the Titans. Yeah, I think it's a much favorable matchup going against the Vikings. I like this one right here. Pretty smooth. Uh, Kendra Miller or Roshan Johnson? Johnson. Johnson's about to take over that starting position before it's all said and done. Yep. Um, They got Kansas City and um, Kendra got Green Bay. So I like mm. I, I DFS wise, man. I love Kendra. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Is Williams still hurt? Is Williams yeah. out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so oh, I see why they're asking. Okay, I see what. So Miller's going to be the guy. Well, uh, you know, yeah, Tony Jones Jr. Right. Um, true. True. Well, true. Which he he ain't nobody. He did. He did. I mean, he did decent. Uh, with the time he was given when uh, when Williams was out, but I think they're going to split that a little bit. I, I think I'm going to stick with my first mind as far as that's concerned. All right. We got Nico Collins or Zay Flowers. Flowers. Easy for me. I'm going to go with uh, Flowers, but it's starting to get close. That volume uh, he's getting over there in Texas is starting to get real, real intriguing. Uh, again, for me, the Jaguars didn't let Kansas City put up points like that. And Vegas is saying they given the Texans nine and a half. I don't expect for them to score very much in this game. So we got Tank Dell or Drake London. Oh man, give me give me uh Tank. 
Yeah, Thank you, I'm, I'm yeah. Party now. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with Tank. Okay. Here we got Taysom Hill or Zach Ertz. Mm. Uh, I'm not. Because of the matchup, I'm, only, I'm gonna go with Taysom. Only because uh, uh, Arizona going against. That's the only reason why I'm gonna say Ertz. Yeah, I. I, I... Dobbs might not get 50 yards passing in, in this game against the Cowboys. He's going to be running for his life. Uh, I don't want nobody with the Cardinals this week at all. Oh, God. Man, okay, this one, we got it's another tight end question. We got Kyle Pitts. Or, damn, this is bad. Pitts, or, and I understand what I ask. Is Kyle Pitts or Adam Trotman? Oh. And be and reason being, I'm a think I'm thinking because um of the matchup that the, you got uh, the Falcons going up against the Lions and the Broncos are going up against the Dolphins. Um, so the Broncos have to throw the ball a whole lot. Hmm? Yeah, that they, they are bad against the. Uh, I okay, I do see, I do understand the question. Uh, um, but it's not, not getting no targets at all, like. I got Pitts in a dynasty league, and I'm hoping that they trade him at some point in time in the next year or two. Because I I don't understand the Falcons' passing game in general. They they pass as a last resort, and then he's not number one on that path. They'll pass to the running backs before they pass to the tight end or the wide receiver. So I I, I definitely see the point here. Um, I, I I think I'm actually talking myself into going with Trotman actually. And last but not least, flex question. We got George Pickens or James Cook. So you got the Bills going up against Washington. And uh, Pittsburgh is going up against the Raiders. Oh, give me Pickens. I I got to – Pickens going to get at least one off. Like, he going to get at least one – like, Pickens can make your fantasy week in one play. So, So give me that guy. Real quick, I want to say something about Pickens, man. It's, I feel so bad for that dude. I do too. Like, I really do. I know he he broke like the seventy some yard run and saved his fantasy day, but he had like ten targets on like four catches. So, do you blame that on Pickett or is it Matt yeah. Canada? It's it's Pickett. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to pick. Was Canada there when they had Ben Roethlisberger? Uh no, uh I think Haley was the OC then. He was there for a season. He I think Kenneth was the, maybe that last season. He was there like the quarter. But that um, last season didn't look too good either. If 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 we, that's what we're going by. That that I last mean, season fantasy, the, uh, I mean, the passing game didn't look too it good. It wasn't I mean Deontay, De, Deontay, some guys are still able to have some fantasy implications, what I'm saying. Like Makes But sense. that concludes I mean, our record for your 10 for the night. Rapid Fire 10. All right, so now we're ready for the matchups. We already spoke on the Giants versus San Fran. Uh, We got the Saints, who are getting two points, going up against the Packers. This is a 42-and-a-half point over-under. Keep it moving, or do we have fantasy implications here, Joe? I'll keep it moving. All right. Uh, I want to say something there. Okay. Uh, Andre Miller. Uh, He's 4,600 on FanDuel. Um, this is a great fix play, sneaky play. Uh, Green Bay is not good against the run. Uh, I like Kendra Miller. 
no one's going to see him coming. I mean, he may be 1%, 2% on. So if he's able to get off, um, I definitely think he could, um, you know, get you to get you up to the top of the board. Another one, um, I would say sneaky play we talked about earlier, man, Taysom Hill. Um, he could very well, he's playing tight end, but he's getting, I think he had like seven to nine carries or something like that this past Sunday. Yeah. So he's getting volume. He's starting to run the ball a bit more. And we, we love that getting that type of production at a tight end spot. So I think I like him as well. He going back to being the Swiss army knife uh, that uh, Sean Payton was using. Especially with Williams out, he could very well be the goal line guy. Uh, we got the Chargers going up against the Vikings. I'm not sure if this game is uh, even or what, but they didn't have a spread on this one. So I'm assuming that it's even, but it's a 54 point over under which, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest over-under for the week. What you got on that one, Joe? So, with the Colts, Ravens? No, the uh, Chargers-Vikings. Chargers, oh, Chargers. I love Chargers-Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking on DraftKings not too long ago. I love probably even doing a game stack with uh, Cousins. I think Cousins was, what, 56? I got it right here. Hold up. Cousins is at... I got it right here. I know Cousins is really is really a, a good spin down option. Oh, sixty nine hundred. So I had it right the first time. Like pairing him with like you know the Hawkinson or even with uh, Jefferson. This is or even running it back on the other side with doing a Herbert and Keenan Allen. This is going to be a really good game to kind of target a lot of players. Um, I even will go back to Joshua Kelly uh, DFS yes, in this matchup. Vikings run defense looked horrible against Philly. I mean, I know Swift is a good a good back, but they just got everybody was running the ball all over them. So I, I like Kelly being a little bit cheaper um, to be a running back that you can kind of throw in there. Um, and, and people probably see him coming a little bit more so than uh, Miller as Vander to Vander's point, but I still don't think he'll be heavily owned. So if you're doing a tournament or something like that. I can definitely see going that direction. Uh, we have the Colts at plus seven and a half going up against the Ravens. This is a 45-point over-under. Vander, we going to keep it moving or are the fantasy implications here? Definitely uh, Zay Flowers. Uh, the Colts are like second worst, I think, in the league, giving up uh, on the perimeter um, as far as wide receivers go. And this was Zay would probably be playing on the perimeter. Also, OBJ, not sure if he's going to be available. Uh, this game so that can you know maybe it'd be a few more targets for him so i love zay flowers in this game um as a fantasy implication for sure joe let me ask you a question real quick what's up with your boy um is, is bateman even playing right now like like no nah, bateman's actually playing it's it i mean i haven't seen much from him at all i thought it would be easier for him to get something going um you know, being that third guy, not, not really having anybody of prominence kind of covering him, but it's been kind of interesting. Maybe he's still a little bit on the mend, trying to work his way back in. Yeah, honestly, with the with the Ravens offense, it hasn't been to what we like. It was, you know, I even hyped it up to be thinking with the new OC coming in and monkeying and everything. Like it's been, it's been flowing. They've been consistent and moving the ball down the field, but that passing that, you know, I was enamored and thinking we was going to see you know all that stuff. I feel you. You know what I mean? Zay Fowler's is there. They got all the plays for Zay, pretty much. And still Mark Andrews, but those are the two options there in Baltimore, it appears right now. Yeah, makes sense. We got the Titans, who are getting three and a half points, going up against the Browns. 
This mm. is a 40-point over-under, and I want to say that's one of the lowest. I think Patriots versus Jets is the lowest. Um, but we're going to keep it moving, or are there any fantasy implications in this one? Nah, don't play forward, I tell you that. Um, don't get caught up. <laughs> Facts. <with it. laughs> Facts. You know, oh, he's the starter. I got four, and he's cheap. Yeah, he cheap. For a reason. <laughs> and the Titans, I mean, they don't play like, on the ground. You know, they Kelly, like you spoke of earlier, he ran into them boys. Uh, they don't give up much on the ground. Now, I do like them through the air. Um, maybe this would be a breakout game for Watson. Um, Amari Cooper seemed to grow in. He, he played through the groin injury. I like him as well in this game. Got the Falcons going up against the Lions. The Falcons are getting three points. This is a 46-point over-under. Keep it moving, or are there fantasy implications here, Joe? Mm, I mean, obviously, I think you got this. This one has definitely going to be pretty interesting. Obviously, you got to go to B-John. You got to go to running back position in general with this matchup. But also on the other side, going back to Sam Laporta, I think it's going to be uh, obvious. He's just been paying dividends in this offense, and I think he's going to continue to, to be well. Um, who else do I like? I mean, I was I don't really just trust the receivers at that point. Hopefully, if Amaraz will go, that's great. But I do love Reynolds. Reynolds has been coming on as the guy, the go-to guy apparently in Detroit for the time being. Yeah, so I definitely would love him. Go Reynolds is going to be a very good cheap tournament option if if Brown, especially if St. Brown don't go. So real quick, um, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but my boy, um, AJ. He ain't been, he ain't been, he ain't been messing, he ain't been playing the, like, let's say back in the day, he ain't been playing the radio. <laughs> oh, AJ Terrell. He, AJ he Terrell not, with the Falcons, the Falcons, our cornerback. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, man, Reynolds don't want to run into that, that, that dude. Reynolds uh... may, he may be playing all right, but he's not an elite wide receiver to play against an elite corner like an AJ Terrell. Well, let me ask I, you this. If Brown, they ain't going to move around though. That's, that's Terrell on Laporta. Because no. Laporta might be their best pass catcher if St. Brown is out. They got, they got Bates, right? So they got a safety well, that can cover Laporta. Even though I, I would like Laporta better than I like um, Reynolds in this matchup. So how you like possibly Marvin Jones then if Brown is out? Because he, he would be the wide receiver too at that point, opposite of A.J. Terrell. So, you know, you know Marvin Jones, every year he got like he's, three he's, games he's, where yeah. he put up like 30 points. <laughs> I guess if you want to throw a dart, you know what I'm saying, that would be somebody that you would do it with. But the only Marvin I respect is Marvin Gaye. (laughs) We got the Texans going up against the Jaguars. The Texans are getting nine and a half points. This is a 44. uh, 44 is the over-under. What you got on this one, Vander? Keep it moving or fantasy implication? No, hell no. Stay right here. Man, okay. I love, love, love Stroud, man. You gotta, you gotta play Stroud, and then you can combine him with a tank, you know, with a tank Dell, who's still kind of inexpensive. He's now getting more playing time with, with the injuries. Um, so pay attention to that. That's probably gonna be one of the cheaper combos that you can get in uh, fantasy this week. Uh, far as wide so you think CJ and Tank can do better than, uh, than what Patty and Kelsey did? I'm not gonna say better, but they're gonna be a lot. They cheaper. only put up 17 points, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Who? The uh, Kansas City against the Jaguars last week. Yeah, yeah, I think they, I think they can. You think you think they'll do better than Kansas City did? Better than Kansas City's I mean, offense. But Kel- Kelsey is still coming back from injury. 
right? Okay. And that's interior. This is all outside my perimeter. I'm I'm okay with somebody playing Stroud, Tank, and uh and Collins together. You know what I'm saying? Playing with both wide receivers because they're not gonna somebody be to gonna get it. <laughs> they're not gonna be able to run the ball in this team. Jacksonville is pretty good to run. Yeah, we already see Pierce and Singletary is not looking like it. They're not. And on the other At side, all. I love ETN going against this. This this should be a breakout game for ETN going against this. Run I like team. it. I like it. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there. I d- just thinking about something that happened earlier in the day. But uh, all right. So Broncos versus the Dolphins. We have a six and a half point spread. The Broncos are getting the points. This is a 48 and a half point spread. I want to say that's the second highest for the week. Uh, I know we have fantasy implications here. What you got, Joe? Yeah, I think honestly, these guys, I'm going to go to Tua, uh, obviously, and still Tyreek Hill. I think honestly, I don't want nobody on the Broncos. I'm none of them just pretty much stand out to me, and I, I don't care if Judy's back. It doesn't really mean nothing to me at all. But on the other hand, I definitely don't see anybody be able to stop Tyree. That last week with New England, New England is just geniuses, man. How they play defense. That defense is different. But you I think, don't think Sertain going, can give them any any trouble at all. What I love, because I actually watched the Miami game, they just get real creative with motioning him and moving him across the field. Like he, It's almost like when you watch arena football where they motion him and they get that head start. They've been killing it with all that. They do it in some variation with all their receivers. But also, too, they have them lining up as, you know what I mean, as a um, – as a – Oh yeah, as a tailback sometimes, just yeah. right, right there, like right as a tight end, motion them across. Like they get so creative on how they move from around. I don't really, I I like Tyreek in this matchup. I I really don't like triple cover him. Nobody's the he's the fastest player on the field. Tua is Tua, and I think it's attrition, man. I think it's a game of attrition where the defense can do a short good job a quarter or two, but later on in that game, it's just going to be all the wrote. I'm looking for touchdowns. I think Tua might have three. Well, real yeah, quick, something. I'm going to go the other way. Um, play Jalen Waddle, man. This is a Waddle game. Okay. Um, I think Hill's going to see the attention of Sertan. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not saying someone can, you know, hold Tyreek, but he can slow him down. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this was the game that Jacoby Myers went off, right, when they played the Broncos. I think Jacoby Myers had two touchdowns on them. I, I believe so. The Raiders, yeah. the first 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 game of the season, right? So I'm going to go Waddle. Um, I love Waddle DFS play. Um, also, man, we talked about it earlier in the um, rapid fire, man. Adam Trotman, extremely cheap, 4700 Fan Duel. Uh, Miami coming in second worst team against the tight end. I think he could be a sneaky player at the tight end. And also, I feel a little bit different as far as the Broncos. I think uh, we seen Javante starting to ramp up. Uh, Miami cannot stop the run. This may be a nice time to get him in there um, as far as running the ball. So, Do you think that he'll still split carries with P. Ryan? And P. Ryan will definitely be the cheaper option as far as DFS is Well, P. Ryan didn't get much love last game. I don't think he only got one okay. carry, something like that. So it's starting to it's starting to distance themselves from him. I think we've seen back-to-back weeks where Javante had like 14, 15 carries. Uh, so this he's coming along a lot quicker uh, than expected. You got the Patriots going up against the Jets. This one is the lowest over under of the week at 37, and the Jets are getting two and a half points. I'm gonna be honest with you, y'all. I don't I don't see any plays in this one. I don't this I don't one? I, 
It's who? Stevenson? Hunter Henry. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, the Jets are like the six from yeah. the six worst. Uh, well, not the six, the six from being last, if that makes sense, yeah, so as far not, as against the yeah. tight end is concerned. Yeah. So, of course, the outside, you got Sauce. You know, they're going to do their thing on the outside. But mm-hmm. uh, I definitely would go out to Hunter Henry. I think he's a nice player as far as the tight end is concerned. You got the Panthers going up against the Seahawks. The Panthers are getting six points. This is a 42-point over under. Is this a keep it moving, or who do you like in this one, Joe? I like the Seahawks' uh, offense. Um, no J.C. Horn there. I think you, you got to take advantage nice. of that while you can. I think, honestly, all you, you can get to, I think, you know, you can always use um, as a builder, you can always go with JSN in some type of form, or you can just start. Uh, you can just game stack it with uh, either Lockett or uh, even Metcalf with uh, Geno and then run it back on the other side. Maybe a Hayden Hurst, maybe a Thielen, because Thielen had a, a, a few good passes and played pretty well during that first half. Um, there's not much to, to like on that, that but the thing is the spin-up option, so you kind of differentiate the lineup a little bit, be able to spin up for guys on the slate. You could probably – Look the game stack, and I definitely would like Gino um, in that matchup. I got this next one all by myself. I, I, I promise I'll say exactly what you guys are going to say. We got the Cowboys against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are getting 12 points. Start your Cowboys, including their defense. Don't start anybody with the Cardinals. Moving forward. Um, <laughs> you got the Bears going up against the Chiefs. The Bears are getting 12 and a half points. So Vegas is saying they about to get spanked. This is a 47 and a half point over under. What we got on this one, man? Oh man. Um Pills did come out and had some some comments about the coaching. He said something yeah. by he felt kind of robotic. Yeah. Um, what that's telling me is he he about to start running again. <laughs> so uh <laughs> I, I probably will play Fields because he probably probably gonna be taking off a lot. Uh Kansas City do play a little bit of man. Uh, those are kind of defense you do like to see as far as the running quarterback is concerned. Uh, but um, I'm going to say Fields, man. He, he His price has dropped a little bit. I think he could be a pretty good solid play here. Uh, of course, you know, Kansas City, what's to speak of? If it's not Mahomes or Kelsey, right. don't play him. You know what I mean? I'm be honest with I you. I feel you. Because you those don't know who two, it's going to be any given week. Those are the only two guys you should be playing in this matchup. You got the Steelers going up against the Raiders. This is a 43-point over-under, and the Steelers are getting two and a half. Is this a keep it moving, or is there somebody that you actually like in this one other than Pickens, Joe? And the Steelers defense, who is going to probably outscore their offense again. <laughs> Man, I think honestly, only thing, only person right now I probably like is Devontae. And I know it's weird, as crazy as this matchup might be. I I can't. I don't know if I can count out of Josh Jacobs. Like last week was. Yeah, what's up with Jacobs, man? He. He he, I, I told y'all like like I I that's that's one of those running backs that I just didn't trust. Like he he did I, I don't know. It's just something kind of. This weird is why training camp is important. You know what I mean? Like those six weeks or so to kind of get into that speed of the game. You can't just you know I don't care what you do by yourself. You can't that's just get into it just by coming in for a week. You know he was close, but that but the type of after he is, he was able to. to to play a lot of snaps relatively quickly, but I think in a couple of weeks, and if he get a softer matchup, you know, the offensive play calling hasn't been that great as far as leaning itself to 
him being productive in the run because he did. We had negative rushing yards, but he did have several receptions. So they just got to get it right on the Let me ask y'all a quick question, and this is completely personal. Um, I have Pickett, and I also have Daniel Jones. Ooh. And I feel like the 49 – first of all, Thursday night games tend to be lower-scoring games anyway. But I kind of feel like the 49ers are going to rip the Giants a new one. And the Raiders kind of, you know, they'll they'll give up something now and then. Uh, Pickens may mess around and get two of those passes that he caught last week in this game. Um, And the offensive coordinator is definitely on the hot seat. So if you had to start one or the other, would you go with Kenny Pickett? Or would you just say, Pickett ain't it and I'm a – Hope for the best with the Giants. I would go. I go back to Pickett. To be honest with you. That that's 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 what I'm leaning towards. To be honest, with you. what you yeah. what you got on that van? You want to sniff coke? No. <laughs> yeah, that's so, the other way to look at it. Right? You 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 think that Daniel Jones is going to do better against the 49ers than what Pickett will do against the Raiders? You want to sniff cocaine or fit? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the options. There's no other option. You, you're going to sniff one of them. You know what I'm saying? They're both going to hurt you. One, one of them guaranteed to almost. One of them pretty one, much guaranteed one to hurt you. hurt you a little bit more than the other, I promise you. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> man, a situation like that, sheesh. I, I'm, I mean, Dan Jones does have the, the capability of running. True, uh, true. At the same time, but – um. Man. But the 49ers don't give up much against the run either, though. So I mean he's well, this is a running quarterback. They do we do play a lot of man, and usually there's and no Saquon guy. is out. So I mean that that's his yeah. outlet. Like yeah. that's his yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like so pick it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the defense, man. He can play San Francisco and Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. Uh stout defense in Cleveland. You got the Eagles going up against the Buccaneers. This is a 46 point over under, and the Bucs are getting five points. Hmm. Um, there's I think there's a, a little bit to unpack here. What you got on this situation, man? Man, keep playing Mike Evans. Um yeah, he's, he's on a tear. Uh shout out to all y'all guys out there saying, Oh, but he don't have Tom Brady. Like he ain't like, had Tom Brady for most of his career. <laughs> so, right. Like this dude been playing with bad quarterbacks for a long time now. Um, so I will keep playing him as well. Um Kate Otten is my guy. Uh okay. Philadelphia. They're gonna be a little susceptible to the uh tight end. They're one of the worst teams in the league against the tight end. So my DFS play in this game would be Kate Otten. I would not be comfortable playing Swift in this game. Bronx, the Bucks are pretty tough up front as far as the run ball. Um, but maybe he'll get some of his love. Uh, catches the reception this Good game. Pass so. game. Yeah. You got the Rams going up against the Bengals as our final matchup here. This is a 43 and a half point over under, and the Rams are getting 2.5. Give me what you got on this one, Joe, and then give me the caveats. Because obviously the biggest caveat is whether or not Joe Burrow plays. But so yeah. what, what do we have here? Honestly, I think with this matchup, I like the- oh, real quick. I'm sorry. Real quick. The reason that I was saying earlier in the show that I believe Vegas knows something that we don't, I don't think that they would have the Rams 
as the team getting points if Joe Burrow wasn't going to play. Normally, Vegas kind of has a, a, a bead on things as far as injuries are concerned. The fact that the over-under is where it is and the Rams are suggested to be the losing team, I don't see how that could be the case if Joe Burrow wasn't going to play. And you can't change it by that much if come because mm-hmm. people are already placing bets now. So that that kind of tells me that Joe is going to play. But go ahead. Man, I, I, before I, I go and get my opinion, don't it make sense what Jamar said, what Jamar Chase said about not rushing back and the comeback, you know, even taking a few more weeks, even if you don't need it? It's, it's funny. My, my dude was speaking something. I feel like the Rams play, uh, as far as DFS, and I'll get my opinion at the end. I think you got to go back to Puka. I mean, I think, honestly, okay. at this point, they, they, got, they got a short passing game. That ball is out there. Boom, 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 boom. And they just, they don't care. They're going to pass 40 times. They don't matter. It's going to be short, short and simple, short and sweet. Um, I think he definitely can still do pretty well in this situation. Bengals didn't even uh, get a sack. I think they only had one sack yesterday, like 40 attempts, some kind of crazy stat about how many passes to versus one sack. Um, on the other side of it, I just think too much is tied to the Bengals wide receivers that I'll just punt to mix in. Because Mixon, even if, if anything else fails, he's going to have to tote the rock. If they have any chance to keep it fairly competitive, uh, and it's going to, we're going to have to expect Mixon to try to have a good game. I think uh, it's in line for him to, like, the Rams have been playing good defense, but come on. It's the Rams. At some point, they got to become some regular Joes at some point. And uh, I think that will lend itself to Mixon. And that pretty much wraps it up. I do want to send out an apology uh, to the listeners and to the viewers. We told you that we would have a show that came out Monday to get you ready for your waivers. Wires got crossed and different things happened with our schedules that we couldn't get that done on Sunday. What we're going to do is that we need you to go ahead and hit up the Facebook group, the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. What we're going to do is we're going to make sure that we put out our Fantasy Fiend Waiver Wire Fire on Monday, so that way you're ready for your Tuesday and Wednesday uh, waiver ads. And um, we'll, we'll work it that way to make sure that uh, whenever you get an opportunity to take a look at it on the Facebook group, it'll be there for you to see. And then we don't have to worry about if schedules conflict and things of that nature. So we do apologize about that mix-up, but that pretty much does it for today. We out. <laughs>